ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Thursday, July 7th. We're not supposed to be here, but you know what? The baseball game ran early, and we got a pretty good guest lined up today. So we're here. Welcome in. Paul Swan, your host. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're going to hang out with you for a few, and then we're going to be speaking to our guest. This is is a pretty good guest. That's why I drug our producer, Christian Palmer, away from his late lunch. I'm texting him like, dude, where are you at? This game is about to end, and we got a guest that I didn't think we would get. It happened today. We got to do this show. So here he is, our producer with us, Christian Palmer. So we're going to be speaking here in a few moments with the commissioner of the Sun Belt, Keith Gill. Marshall being admitted into the Sun Belt officially on July 1st. And so far, so good as far as the transitions concerned. There's been a lot of positive energy. You, you see that with Marshall. You see how Marshall has transitioned from a new league, a new athletic director, a new conference, and it feels like everything is on a forward trajectory with the Thundering Herd. And, of course, the Sun Belt is in an interesting and really good spot right now with all of conference realignment. And joining us now on the program, we want to welcome the commissioner of the Sun Belt, Keith Gill. Commissioner, good speaking with you again. Thank you for doing this. I, I really appreciate your time. I know it's got to be a, really a crazy time for you right now. We just got started with all the new membership in the Sun Belt, and then everybody's talking about conference realignment again. So I'm sure you've been getting it every single day. Yeah, you know, it's well, one, hello, uh, I guess I should say, um, Paul. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. But yeah, it, does, it seems like it never stops, you know. Um, so, but uh, you know, change is always um, on the horizon in college athletics. So this is no different than any other time. So, you know, um, yeah, we'll just kind of, you know, try to make good decisions and um, and see where that leads us. You have to feel good though where you're at right now because the one thing that constantly comes up is the Sun Belt's doing. I don't know if the Sun Belt's sort of a throwback to what it used to be or what it should be, but. You're focusing on making the best league possible, and everything else will fall into place. And so no complaints so far as far as the way this league is structured, the membership, the divisions, the geography. You've got to be commissioner of the year as far as how happy all the membership are. (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, the one good thing about these jobs is, um, you know, for every happy person, there's someone who's who's not happy. So um, I'll let you – worry about the commissioner of the year title, but I will say this. I am excited about where we are. I think the regional rivalries are excellent. I mean, if you think about the East where Marshall is, um, you know, Marshall app, I mean, that could have been the game of the year last year, you know, 31-30 down in Boone. Um, and so I expect more, you know, excitement like that as well. You know, Marshall ODU, Marshall JMU, Marshall um, Georgia Southern, you know, taking back to some of those FCS playoff days. So I, I, I really do think kind of the regional framework that we have is um is is going to be really exciting for everyone and for fans. We've got good fan bases, good football programs, really good all sport programs. I mean, obviously our men's soccer is going to be great. Um, if you think about you know baseball and softball, we've been multi bid leagues over the past two season, um, in in both of those sports. And I, I think one of the things that's really interesting is, you know, the Sun Belt is home to three of the top fifteen teams in FBS winning percentage since 2020. And so, and that's more than, um, you know, teams from our subdivision kind of combined. So 
Um, it, there's a lot of excitement going on, a lot of good things going on here in the Sun Belt, and, um, and we're really excited, and um, I'm certainly excited to have Marshall as a member. My guest is Keith Gill, Commissioner of the Sun Belt. So how has the transition gone as far as you're concerned with all the new members, specifically Marshall, of course, but with the short time frame, it feels like everything, at least front-facing, looks like it's going pretty smoothly. Is that fair to say on the back end as well? Yeah, you know, I think it is, you know. I mean, I think um, certainly, you know, we might be a little later on delivering some of our schedules than we would like and, and some of that in, inside baseball stuff. But, but for the most part, I thought it went well. You know, I thought we had really good orientation visits this spring. Um, you know, all of our new members were incorporated into our spring meetings. So, um, so that was a good opportunity to get to know folks. I feel like, you know, Marshall, you know, has kind of contributed. I mean, Marshall's going through a leadership transition of its own. But that's been really smooth in terms of its communication with the league. I mean, President Smith is, is really just terrific and um, has been great to work with. And I've known Christian Spears for a long time. So working with Jeff O'Malley was great, you know, while he was in that role. But certainly I already have a relationship with Christian, and so we've been able to pick up right where we left off. So I think, um, I think the transition is going really well, um, and, um, and, and hopefully, you know, Marshall thinks the same thing. And I really can't wait to get started um, for the football season and for the fall sports generally. So that'll be a, a, a nice kind of milestone um, to kind of get things kicked off. I was going to ask you, but you partially answered that, what your impressions were of Christian Spears. And I'll, I'll follow up with the last time he was with me a couple weeks ago in studio. He talked about how Marshall, now are you ready for this? with the darling of the Sun Belt. So uh, I don't know. You uh, might have a different point of view. Uh, he was pretty pretty happy with everything and said that Marshall was the darling of the league. So as the commissioner, how do you navigate that? You know what? I mean, I, here's what I hope. I hope we've got 14 schools that all think they're the darling of the league, right? I mean, everyone should have um, pride in what they're doing and, um, and invest in their program. So, you know, I, I think that's great. You know, I think that's great to hear. Um, I think it's great to hear about folks' excitement in terms of what they're doing on their campuses, but also what the league's doing. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited to hear that. Now, you get me into trouble if you're asking me to pick favorites. That's, um, that's the great way to get run out of these jobs is starting to um, pick favorites in that regard. But um, we're, we are excited to have Marshall in the league. I mean, I, I just think it's such a great brand and, um, you know, obviously, you know, great FCS, great FBS kind of tradition and, um, and history. You know, a great football program. Really excited about what Coach Huff has built, and um, and so no, it's um, it, it, it's going to be a great partnership. We're really excited about it. I know something else you have to be excited about: seeing all the things that are happening with Marshall ever since the transition began. We've got fans who are excited about new turf, the Sun Belt logo on the turf, the end zone color, new baseball facility. Looks like it's finally going to happen, and a lot of this is feels like it's accelerated ever since Marshall became a member and officially on, on July 1st of the Sun Belt. You know, things like that, you, you feel like you know, you're pretty excited about that at the same time. I'm sure the Sun Belt, the league, part of that reason why it feels like there's been a, a huge change top to bottom for a lot of these uh, projects and the trajectory of Marshall. Yeah, you know, it's, it's all, you know, kind of um, helps the momentum of the whole league, you know. You know, rising tide lifts all boats, so March, Marshall's momentum is going to be, you know, Sunbelt momentum. I think really excited about baseball. Baseball is really important to our league. Um, you know, we had four teams in the NCAA tournament um, this past year, 
and um, and, and 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 so that's going to be an important part. So that commitment, I think, is is really exciting. Um, you know, I'm excited about men's soccer. You know, and obviously, you know, Marshall National Championship and and just what they've done and men's soccer is um, is is so impressive. Um, you know, and and so so I, I do think you know the things that you talked about in terms of that as momentum is a good thing. Certainly, you know, as as someone who um, wants Marshall to be successful, I look at those things and get really excited about, um, you know, where the institution is going, the investments that they're making, and what that's going to allow them to accomplish um, in the future. I remember my first question to you when you were in Huntington was about soccer, and now you look at how this has progressed. You just added as an affiliate member UCF, and of course, you've got some great partners in Kentucky, you got to mention them, West Virginia, South Carolina, and you're poised to be one of the best, if not the best, soccer conference at the start, at the start of the season. Yeah, you know, and I, and I really do think, you know, soccer is a metaphor for who we want to be. You know, I mean, we, we want to be good at everything. You know, we don't want to just be known as a good football conference. We want to be good at soccer. We want to be good at baseball. And, um, and so I think the opportunity in men's soccer – is um is is really in front of got some great you know affiliate members you know um that that you just named there and then obviously we got great core members so it's going to be a really exciting um men's soccer it's going to be an exciting inaugural men's soccer season you know how many times do you you know in your first season you're one of the top conferences in the country so i think it's going to be um really a lot of a lot of fun competition i'm really excited that we're back in the men's soccer business and um it should be a really exciting fall now, with the growth of soccer and, and back in the men's soccer business, uh, does that give you some momentum to, to maybe get other members to, to sponsor soccer? I know you're trying to maintain what you have, but is there any forward-looking, trying to grow a couple of, of the other sports outside of football, basketball, baseball, obviously? Yeah, you know, you know we're, we're exploring adding championships right now. So, you know, I certainly – think, you know, in the next, you know, year or two, there may be a few other sports um, that come online that we sponsor, you know, because we're trying to have as many, you know, conference sponsored sport as we can. So that way, teams that have these sports that may not may that everyone may not have can have a home in the Sun Belt. So that is important. And we're working on that right now. You know, I don't know of any, you know, kind of men's soccer programs that are, um, that are being talked about right now. So I don't know if that sport is specifically going to grow in, in the sense of our core members. Um, but, you know, we already have a, a, a good number of um, men's soccer teams in our conference. So I, I think we're at a pretty good size. We've got great quality. So I think that that sport is in, in really good shape in that regard. We just got to make sure that the, the folks who do sponsor it, that we're just continue to invest in growing it and, um, and giving it the visibility it needs so we can continue to improve, you know, and, and, and making sure that, you know, we're winning national championships, you know, all the time, you know, because that, that's a really important part. We can be really good in that sport, and um, I think that that's important to our um, kind of long-term, long-term goals. Yeah, looking at some of the sports that maybe not all the membership uh, you know, have teams for, like men's tennis, for example. Uh, you know, women's tennis, you know, you've got a great collection of schools. Men's tennis, you know, not, not everyone's you know, in that just yet. It, so is that something the league looks at, talks to the membership, or is that something that has to come about a little bit more organically? 
Yeah, I think those things come about a little more organically, you know, where folks, you know, think they should have, because um, there's so many considerations that go into what sports you offer, right? You know, in terms of, you know, whether you've got Title IX considerations and funding considerations and what your current sport mix already is. And, um, and so a lot of those things are um, kind of individual, you know, in terms of their choices. What I think we try to do is make sure for the sports that are offered by the institutions that we can find quality homes for them. And we first want to find those quality homes in the Sun Belt. And obviously, if, you know, we don't have enough to sponsor sport, we'll certainly help them find um, a home in the, in a, in a, as an affiliate member, you know, as, you know, we have in, in soccer and some of the other sports that we have. So I think, you know, that, that kind of generates itself from campus. And, um, and certainly once those sports are established, though, we do everything we can to help schools grow them and, um, and make sure that they have a home. My guest is the commissioner of the Sun Belt, Keith Gill. Marshall, a new member of the Sun Belt, officially seven days now, and there's a lot of excitement. And I think with some of that excitement, we're finding out more about what Sunbelt Athletics is all about, the standards, you know, what it means to be a team in the Sunbelt. And it feels like, you know, I'm not trying to disparage any other league, but I feel like this is a forward-moving league. This is a league that values not just football, not just basketball, but as you mentioned earlier, you want to be good at everything. And so there's a lot of excitement as far as facility upgrades. Uh, I know that Marshall's got to put in place some facility upgrades to meet Sunbelt standards. You know, if you could just talk about what that means to be a, a Sunbelt school and some of these other sports where you have to have like video boards, quality. Yeah, it, yeah, you just don't sponsor a sport and here it is. It feels like there's always a push to make that sport better and you have to have a certain level. And I, I don't think all conferences do that. Yeah, you know, I, I think um, I, I think it comes down. You know, for instance, let's look at like basketball. You know, I mean, and 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 I've said this publicly. You know, we've got to get better at basketball. You know, and the reason why we've got to get better at basketball is because of what you talked about. That standard. You know, it's important for us to be multi-bid league. You know, we got four baseball teams um, in the NCAA championship this year. We got four softball teams in the NCAA championship last year. Um, that's important to us. You know, if we're gonna do it. We want to do it right. We want to do it at a high level, and um, and so and that's that's really every sport that we sponsor, you know. And so we are, you know, finding ways from a standpoint of looking at people's schedule and looking at you know the metrics that the committee uses and 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 looking at facilities and and helping folks with schedules, you know. Um, you know, football. We talk about you know, you know these are these are teams you schedule. And I got a great chance of winning. These are teams you schedule, and the percentages aren't aren't as good and so we really do try to study it obviously from a data and analytics standpoint from a facilities and investment standpoint and um and and try to come up with a path for our schools to be successful because at the end of the day you know we want them on a path to win conference championships and we really believe if you set yourself up to to have an opportunity to win a sunbelt championship that gives you a great opportunity to get into the postseason and have success my guest the commissioner of the sunbelt keith gill the Thundering Herd, new member starting on July 1st, but it feels like we've been in for a couple of months now, so uh, it really feels like the transition has been great. What can we look forward to uh, forward-looking here now? I know Marshall's on a, a, an upward trajectory as far as trying to get a lot of things done here. You mentioned basketball trying to get better. 
We'll look further ahead when the time comes for conference expansion, if that conversation comes up. But you know, what can we look forward to in the short term? What can Marshall fans look forward to with the league you know, moving forward? You know, I think the, the, the first thing that I think I'm really excited about is football media day. You know, so that's um, for Marshall will be July 26th. It's July 26th and 27th, but it's July 26th for the East. I think that's going to be really exciting. This will be the first time that we have a two-day media day and get a chance to meet um, all the football programs. And so, so I, I really think that's going to be an exciting. That's going to be a really good kind of first kickoff. I mean, obviously July 1 was the kind of kickoff from a date standpoint. But the first kind of activity is really going to be that July um, 26th uh, media day. So I, I really do think this season is going to be a really exciting season. Um, the opportunity to be, you know, on ESPN. You know, Marshall's going to be involved in some really just fun, interesting games. Got Louisiana, you know, that's coming there. You got App that's um, going to be, you know, going to Marshall. So, um, so you've got some really exciting football, I think, to um, to really get to, to sink your teeth in. I think the inaugural men's soccer season is, is going to be exciting as well. So I think all those things in the fall are really going to be a good, a good kickoff. And then I think just generally, you know, we are um, a conference that's on a good, good trajectory, you know. And so, you know, I hope that we'll be able to figure out the CFP um, playoff expansion because I think those opportunities are going to benefit the Sun Belt. You know, if the CFP expands and there's more opportunity for teams, I really do think that that's going to help our conference. And so I think that's going to be a good long-term thing. And then just really, you know, making sure that we continue to, you know, maintain the trajectory that we're on, you know. So make sure that we invest, make sure that we find ways to um, provide visibility to our programs and um, and continue to grow the Sun Belt in a way that is going to, you know, excite Marshall fans and um, continue to create value for the schools and the league. Well, I appreciate you doing this. Um... I hope we can do it again soon. I know it's uh, it's going to be a, a long journey with Marshall, and I'm excited for it. And uh, I can't wait. Do uh, you have an idea yet when your first Marshall game uh, in Huntington will be? You're going to try to make the uh, the rounds uh, throughout the season. Yeah, no, I'll certainly make the rounds. And so I think my first game at Marshall will probably be um, the Louisiana game. So on October 12th um, is, is probably my guess. So. You know, obviously it's a little early, but um, but I think that is um, I've got that one penciled in as a as a time to make a trip to Huntington. That's a good one to pick. That's a, definitely a good one to pick, and I'm sure there'll be a lot of excitement not just from the, both fan bases but nationally as well. Since uh, yeah, it feels like already we're forming rivalries here. I don't know if that's a, that schedule was sorted by design or not, but it feels like we've got some rivalries forming already. Yeah, and that's a rematch of the New Orleans Bowl, which was another really good game, you know. So um, so it, it should be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. Unfortunately, I can't be in media day this year, but I, I'm still excited for everything that's going on for it. And hopefully uh, it'll, be, uh, it'll be a long, fruitful journey with Marshall and the Sun Belt. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for doing this, and I hope we can get you back soon. Yeah, definitely. So thanks, Paul. Have a great day, and thanks for having me on. Thank you, sir. That's Keith Gill, the commissioner of the Sun Belt, joining us on the program. We'll take our first break, come back. We will get some of your phone calls and texts in. We'll do that. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. The text line, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 
Welcome back to the Thursday, July 7th edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Our producer this afternoon, Christian Palmer. Pirates win, Pirates win. What happened between last night's debacle and today? The Pirates win game one, the doubleheader against the Reds. I know you were glued to your radio, listening, and maybe watching as well. Oh, oh of course, as I, as I always am. Uh, last night, things just went off the rails very quickly. Mitch Keller, who he's been decent as of late. I really thought he was going to be the next Pirates pitcher to take off after he left, but he added a sinker, had a, a solid couple of trips through the Yankees lineup third time around gave up a couple of solo shots it was a four to nothing ball game and then judge hit a grand slam uh next thing you know a position player is pitching and it's kind of been a big topic lately Paul if the MLB should do something about position players pitching because it's not baseball it's not if if we don't want to watch pitchers hit why do we want to watch hitters pitch and so it was a nine to nothing ball game, and then ended up being sixteen to nothing before you know it. With Josh Van Meter making his third pitching appearance of the year because the Pirates have been blown out so many times. But yeah, uh, definitely a big difference between yesterday and today. But the Yankees' best team in baseball, and the Reds have been struggling, so that that can uh, explain some of it as well. Game two coming up tonight. We've got it for you. 6.45 is our airtime right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 9.30. We'll take our next break, come back. We'll get your phone calls and text in. Phone line is 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Our text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We're going to fire that up when we continue with this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 9.30. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Thursday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, host Paul Swan. Here's a curious story. You want to know how much the athletes have been making? We're in year one of NIL, name, image, and likeness. How much are athletes making? Well, here's what the estimate is. And this is from NIL platform Open Doors. It estimated the total amount spent was $917 million. $917 million. So the average football deal comes out to nearly $3,400. $3,400 is the average. And you know, you're looking at a couple of platforms here as well. Softball and women's basketball did land in the top five. When you subtract football, women's sports are getting more deals than men's sports. Female gymnastics made... A lot of money, too. About an average of $7,000 on average per deal. And that's including to, yeah, that's according to NIL platform Influencer. I think that's the one Marshall's on. So, average NIL deal, I mean, some, some athletes are making some money. 
But how much are they really making? I mean, how much is that front-loaded? How much of that is, you know, these astronomical big deals? And how much is that, you know, really on average? So an estimated, get this, an estimated billion could be the spending for year two. We're talking a billion dollars going to name, image, and likeness deals. And, of course, the power schools will see a great deal of that. An estimated $607.4 million could go to Power 5 schools with an average annual compensation of $16,074 per athlete. This is according to Open Doors. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. So brand deals are going to go up as well. We're talking about shoes. We're talking about fashion. We're talking about apps. And according to the estimates, uh, those type of brand deals will be about 64% of all of the compensation. That's pretty big. Now, they got to understand the other thing. It's, uh, it's called taxes, and that's going to put you in a different tax bracket, so you just can't go spending all that money. Now you got to understand what taxes are all about. So Influencer, its overall average NIL transaction is indicated to be $1,815 through June 30th. Another platform, Athliance, has an average value of $1,524.58. That um, is pretty good. But you know what the median, according to Influencer, the median NIL transaction value is? $53. That's the median. So not everybody's making money. And there's some big deals out there, but I think that kind of messes the numbers up a little bit. So the average compensation for an athlete in NCAA Division One through Three combined, according to Open Doors and its platform, is $3,438. Division One saw an average of $3,711. $204 in Division II and $309 in Division III. Again, some crazy math there. And where is all this going? In football. Football is where a lot of this goes. Uh, with an average of $3,390 and almost a dollar more there, 95 cents. That's on Athliance, and Influencer is indicating – 3,396. So basically, that's about even. Open Doors broke down average is it's pretty it's pretty granular a little bit. $403 for a specialist. This is football positions. $758 for a defensive line and $2,128 for quarterback. Women overall. This is overall women's sports, $1,084 on average for an NIL deal. That's uh, per influencer. Uh, women's gymnastics gets the bulk of that, $7,054 as an average. 
and you're seeing some interesting deals like swimming and diving, for example, $8,967 on Influencer, $6,087 for Rifle, $4,813 for Men's Golf. Those are uh, all higher than football and in the platform's top five. Athliance cited an average of 1850 for hockey, 1400 for water skiing, and $1,026.67 for indoor track and field. So men's sports are getting the bulk of this, 62.7%, uh, and that's combining NAIA and NCAA. And women's sports are getting 37.3%. If you remove football and... If you remove football, women are getting 52.8% versus 47.2%. If you take football out of the equation. So football is going to get the lion's share here. Football is going to skew the numbers. And here's where you're seeing in the men. You take you look at the men's here, though. Football by sport, football, 49.9%. Men's basketball, 17%. Women's basketball, 15.7%. Women's volleyball, 2.3%. Softball, 2.1%. Uh, number of transactions as well, football takes the top spot. So it's football, then baseball. This is talking about total NIL activities Football is king with 29.3% activities, of all activities. Baseball, 8%. Men's basketball, 7.6%. Women's track and field, 5.6%. And women's volleyball, 5.5%. Donor money also favors men's sports, 93% of it. Open Door said that the average monthly compensation from donors at the D1 level is $1,012. And 91% of all women's NIL activities are brand-related on Open Doors' platform, but 62% of all brand compensation went to men's sports. We could go on, but I think you get the point here. What are you doing for your money? Social media is a lot of it. Basically, we're paying. This has become an influencer. This is influencer money. Thus, influencer, one of the companies, influencer. Influencer money, social media. You're, you're seeing a lot of, you know, you get on TikTok and you see these people who do nothing but influence. Okay, I know this audience doesn't get on TikTok. Not all of you. Maybe you do. I don't know. I have TikTok. I don't use TikTok have TikTok. I don't use TikTok. When um, Coach Huff is doing TikToks on a, on a daily basis, I will be on TikTok on a daily basis. When Dan D'Antoni is doing TikTok on a daily basis, Paul Swan will be on TikTok on a daily basis. Until then, I'm not there. But that doesn't matter because uh, the people that you're trying to reach are there. And so this is what a lot of these athletes are doing. They're, they're influencers here. They're endorsing brands, and they're on social media. That's crazy. And I think a lot of it is, of course, you just 
You're trying to compete. That's why you got to wrangle some of this in. I'm not saying wrangle the money in. I'm saying wrangle how this is done a little because you got you know, boosters and other people trying to do things. And you know, the whole idea was that I can go out and profit on my name, my image, and likeness. Not let's use this as a recruiting tool here, which, it, of course, it's going to. I mean, how many athletes, though, is it a small number of athletes that are going, hey, I'm going here because the NIL deal is the best? How many are doing that? How many of those opportunities are really out there compared to the, the really good athlete that just wants to go somewhere to improve and to think long-term? Think long-term because how many – I mean, these, these deals are pretty nice. I mean, it's pretty good for a year, but if you're going somewhere thinking long-term here, are these deals – crucial or is it just going to be part of the fabric now again if you're the starting quarterback at marshall university you have a chance to make more than the kicker at marshall university if you are on the basketball team at marshall university you probably have more of an opportunity than some of the other sports with that said thanks for tuning in back tomorrow we'll do it all over again here on espn 94.1 in am 930 7BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.